Hi, and welcome to the Brilliant Perspectives podcast with Graham Cook. I'm your host, Michael Becchio. And today I'm featuring a segment from the live impartation event we did this past week. You might remember me talking about it from the previous podcast episode. I got together with Jenny Taylor, who's been with Graham for several years, as well as Graham's wife, Teresa Cook, and the three of us walked through and explored key truths, insights, promises, crafted prayers, and relational realities pulled from Graham's beloved teaching, The Art of Thinking Brilliantly. We not only unpacked this together in an interactive format, but shared some of our own stories and how this has applied to our lives. Speaking of impartation, we are kicking off in January. I believe the first day is January 11th, 2022. I would love for you to consider being a part of it. I'm going to put a link in the description of this podcast so that you can go to the page, learn about it, and please seriously consider this might be something the Lord has for you. The way we're going to grow together, the format that we've lined out and the interactive elements and community that'll be a part of it are sure to bolster your growth in the Lord, to deepen and extend your faith in wonderful ways, and to make you so amazed at Jesus and at the Father's goodness. You know from following the podcast or Graham's other materials, the elevated lifestyle on offer in Jesus because of what the Father's given us and what Jesus has done is well beyond what we can ask, think, or imagine. And we want to go there together. We honestly believe that the online guided discipleship format in community contexts like this is going to be a serious stimulus to you going to a new place in the Lord, to inheriting the promises in Jesus, to living a lifestyle that's never overwhelmed by circumstances or drowned by challenges or emotions, but lives above everything, rests powerfully in God, walks in joy and peace and righteousness in a powerful way of seeing, thinking, and even speaking that not only changes your internal atmosphere and thus the atmosphere of your life, but has a powerful effect on those around you as well. So please go check that out. If you already know you want to be a part of it, then <laughs> go for it. Jump in. We'd love to have you. If not, take time to think about it, pray about it. Consider, beloved, that the Lord may have the intention of bringing forth this increase and upgrade in your life and in your relationship with Him. And I guarantee you, the fruit it will bear will be amazing. Also, before I move on, I want to say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to all of you. Thank you for being a part of our community and for listening. May the hope and the joy and the light of Christ rise up in your inner spirit. May it fill your conscious mind, your heart, and your soul. May the knowledge of how great and wonderful Jesus is and the glorious hope and expectation that he brings into our lives encourage and sustain you and cause you to flourish in this coming year. I pray that your family and your friends and the people in your life would be blessed as well. You'd see the light of Christ shining and experience the Father's goodness in tangible ways. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that my brothers and sisters listening would hear your voice. They would feel the impression of your presence upon their hearts. They would know the ways you're showing yourself to them as a good father. And I pray that any area in their lives that needs that refreshing, 
or reminder of how wonderful you are, that they would receive it because of your faithfulness. Beloved, everything you need, you already have in Christ and God has put Christ inside of you. And your life is hidden with Christ in God. So you're in a really good place. Even if your life feels like a really bad place right now or an unsure place, the real truth is that you're in a wonderful place. You're positioned in Christ. You have the affections and the kind intentions of the Father. And you have the wondrous Holy Spirit with you at all times in all things. May it comfort you, encourage you, embolden you, and strengthen you in all of your days. Again, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and I will see you again in January. There's so much to love about a brilliant lifestyle. Um, As you're going to hear from the three of us, we really do, we do live this and we incorporate this into our daily lives. And what I think out of listening to Graham over however many years, one thing that I've really taken away from him and I've really valued among a lot is that he always refers you back to the father, to Jesus and to the Holy Spirit. He equips you to be empowered in your relationship with the three which is so key because that means that I'm not dependent on any person for my own development and growth. It really is between the three and me to develop that relationship. And so I can go to them. He really does give us keys that we can go. And as Teresa said, keys that we can go to the three and we can unlock space and territory before us to explore with them. And we can really be empowered in our relationship with them to be developed to the fullest. And so that's what I'm looking forward to with the impartation community is really equipping you to be empowered in your relationship with the three and to maybe have areas of breakthrough that you haven't been able to realize before, and then also be able to do the other part of it, which is the follow through. Because we all know that there's two battles in freedom, right? There's the breakthrough and then there's the follow through. Yeah. And so we really want to equip you guys to be empowered in your relationship with the three. With that, we're going to go ahead and we're going to get on with it. All right. So today we're focusing on our thinking and specifically reframing. God put us into Jesus so that we would have access to everything that Jesus has. Hmm. This means that God does not have a negative thought about us because he sees us and he thinks about us in the same way that he does Jesus. That's so good. If God doesn't have a negative thought about us, we shouldn't have one about ourselves either. So reframing is taking a thought that is focused or rooted on the negative aspects of what's going on around you. And instead it's focusing on who God is for you and who he says you are. This is a key part of living a relational lifestyle with the three father, son, and Holy spirit to kick us off. We're going to watch a clip from episode six of the art of thinking brilliantly reframing. Behavior is the echo of belief. The new man never sees a negative because they're too involved with Jesus. 
This is our joy in the earth. It's to be absolutely intrigued and involved with the Lord Jesus Christ, that we are not intimidated by the enemy or circumstances because we're too busy being fascinated by the Lord Jesus Christ. Our problem is, on days, is that we allow our circumstances to be bigger than our blessing. And beloved, that's just not right. It's not right. It's not kingdom. It's not the sound of heaven. In Christ, the truth is, in Christ, the bigger the circumstances, the greater the provision. <laughs> Caleb was excited, not just that there were a few giants, but there were a lot of them. He's excited by that. This is cool. There's so many giants. Sheesh, we're going to be amazing. <laughs> Big promises require huge provisions. We've all got promises in our life. You need to cash them in. Under pressure, our old nature defaults to resistance, to anger, to fear, to anxiety, to tiredness, to depression, to distress. But our new nature is always redefined in every situation. Your new nature looks at something and says, oh my goodness, by the time we get through this, I'm going to be astonishing. <laughs> a new nature looks at a problem and says, dear Lord, thank you. I mean, sheesh, the provision around this problem has got to be really tasty. And it's not even my birthday. Here's the thing. The issue that's in front of us, that's demanding our attention, is never the issue from God. That's the issue the enemy wants you to handle. But behind that issue is the real issue. Every single situation and problem and adversity and difficulty and persecution or whatever in your life is always about one thing and one thing only. It's about your relationship with God. Every single circumstance you have is only ever about your relationship with God. That's the first thing on God's agenda. Because his purpose in sending Christ was to bring many sons into glory. The purpose of God, number one purpose of God in your life is to make you Christ-like. Therefore, every situation, every circumstance, that is the agenda of God for you. So it has to become your agenda. And most of the time, we look at those situations and we want it to be resolved. So we engage with the situation before we really engage with who God is for us. And so we're starting to pray, Lord, help me with this and help me with that. And we're engaging with this situation that the enemy wants you to engage with. But God wants you to engage with your identity in Christ first. So the first issue is always relational because every single thing that God is doing in your life is relational. It's to upgrade who you are in the Lord Jesus. So the three of us are going to discuss that a little bit. Um, we've picked some key takeaways, some key truths that, we've, that each stood out to us. 
And so we're gonna take some time um, to just to, to dive into those a bit. So Michael, do you wanna start us off with your key truth from that mm -hmm. clip? Yeah, I will. And I'm just real quick gonna highlight a few yeah. of the comments from our Zoom call here. We, uh, mm -hmm. it seems like we're all thinking the same thing. We have Cyril saying, yes, I love it. Uh, yeah. Lee, uh, Lee saying, yes. And uh, Paula, yes, Sandy, definitely, Lisa, absolutely. So I think we're all in agreement yeah. that just the power, even in that four minutes, how much we can draw out of that and the complete shift that that brings in the most wonderful way, right? right. So as far as for me, something that is so highlighted, really stands out is a key truth that everything in our lives, as Graham said, is about one thing and one thing only. It's about our relationship with God. Mm. Everything, everything, everything. Yeah. It's not about the situation itself. It's not about figuring out the resolution. It's not about, you know, uh, trying to weed our way through stuff. It's about our relationship with God. And I know for me, which is a, is a concept that I, you know, first learned from Graham years ago, it, it really has helped me, no matter what I'm facing, to step back and to reconsider the situation from the thinking that, wow, Lord, there's something beautiful in my relationship with you. There's something in your heart, Father. There's something that you have an intention and a faithful devotion to do in my life. And I have an opportunity to step into that with you. This is not just a problem. This is a possibility. And first and foremost, it's a possibility for you and me. Yeah. Good. That's really good. There's a possibility for breakthrough. There's a possibility for upgrade. There's a possibility for, you know, all kinds of blessings and good things. Right. Yeah. But first and foremost, it's always possibility for me and you. I can think of a time in my life, one, a, a key moment in my life that this truth was so powerfully engaged for me. Um, I had started my uh, business with my wife, Dia, who also works for Brilliant. It was about 12 or 13 years ago. And uh, at the beginning of that, you know, the Lord had told me in really clear language and the vision was so clear. He said, hey, son, the seas are ripe to set sail. And if you embark right now with me, I am with you. I'm for you. I'm going to sustain you and provide for you. This is your hour. Let's do this. And of course, you know, everything in me, I was like, let's go. So, <laughs> so I set sail going off thinking this is going to be amazing. I mean, money's just going to pour in. All the accounts are going to happen. Like we're going to grow. And you guys are yes. laughing. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Almost like you've been there. You know, it doesn't always work like that way out the gate, does it? No. <laughs> so sure enough, I mean, there's, we saw the faithfulness of God to, you know, provide in some really cool ways, but man, it was challenging and strenuous. There were times it was like Jehovah last minute. It would literally last minute he'd provide or a contract would get signed or I'd get a call at 4.30 PM. And I'm like, great, let's do it now. And then I'll pay bills tonight. <laughs> but it was always that, that pressure mm -hmm. was difficult for me. And it may, I lived in a roller coaster for those, you know, for several weeks. And I remember going, waking up one morning, just feeling really just overloaded with anxiety and overwhelm. I know many of us have been there. This maybe especially this last year and a half, we've been there, a lot going on. I was like, ah, oh, I feel like I'm going to implode. I have to just go on a walk with the Lord. So I did. I went on a long walk and I just began pouring out my heart, talking about all this with God. And 
he listened for probably 30, 40 minutes like he does. He's such a good listener. <laughs> and then he said, he said, son, I want you to sit down here. I have some things to say. So I sat down outside a empty commercial building in Oxnard where we lived at the time. He began to share his heart with me. And he said, Michael, you're looking at this all wrong. You're seeing it as something that is on you, that you have to achieve and you have to perform and that if you mess this up, it's over. And honestly, guys, I have to admit, one of my great fears was, I don't know if I have what it takes. Maybe some of you can relate to that. I knew testimonies of others that I had worked for. You know, of course, I knew the testimonies of scriptures, but it came down to that identity piece of, can I do it? Do I have what it takes? And resident in that, whether we admit it or not, is the question, is God really, really, really a good father? And is he really going to be faithful to me, even in my weakness, even in my mistakes, even in my failures? So he dove right in with me and he said, this is how you've been thinking of it in in these negative contexts and worried that your mistakes or failures are going to end this trip and you're going to come to the end of the line and have nothing to show for it. He said, but I want you instead to think about it like this. Imagine it begins with me as a good father who owns an estate that's worth millions and millions and millions of dollars. And my son is one day going to inherit that estate, which means all the stewardship, all the management, all the character and all the you know, leadership that's necessary to handle that estate well has to be developed in my son. So if I were to invest 50,000, 100,000, $150,000 into that son for the beginning of his journey and that son were to waste all of that money but in the process, we're to learn critical things that will prepare him. He said, that's a no-brainer investment for me. <laughs> so remember, there's no limit. There is no that's limit right. to my resources. Right. So to oh, me, right. it is not a waste, Michael. It is not a waste to pour money, to pour resources, to pour favor in you, to give you accounts and contracts that in an earthly sense, you have no business doing because you're just, you're not there yet, right? but to give you those things so that you can grow up into all things in me. And I see it as a no question all day long. I would make that investment in you over and over and over again. And that began to radically shift, you know, and rotate the entire way I was seeing everything. And embedded in that, he was answering a key question. We're going to share a few key questions with you at the end as a take home. But one of the key questions uh, that he answered without me even knowing to ask this was, Father, what is your expectation of yourself Mm -hmm. in this situation? Mm -hmm. I love that question. I know I get caught up in the expectations on me so quickly, so easily. But to turn it back and say, no, Lord, what is your expectation of yourself in this promise? Mm -hmm. Yeah, You're going to be faithful to your nature. So he answered that by turning the whole perspective to saying, son, what am I doing in this? What's my heart and my mindset in your life through this process? And once I latched onto that, you know, everything began to shift. doesn't mean it was all, you know, glory days from then (laughs) then on, never hard (laughs) again, but at a fundamental level, right? Like a root level, things begin to change. And so the, the nourishment, the fruit that came out of that was, uh, 
was transformed, especially over time. It's really beautiful. That's so good. And there's so many people, Michael, that are identifying with that, saying yeah. that they're there now or that yeah, they completely understand that. I mean, we've had some comments in here that um, Lisa's saying that she's never seen it like that before when she was talking, wow. when you were talking about that the father was saying, Oof. would he not resource you? Would it not be worth his while mm. to pay $100,000 for your <laughs> learning and your development in your relationship Oof. with him? And that's Come the key, on. right? Is the issue is not the issue. It's all yeah. about the relationship. Mm -hmm. So why would the father not invest in his relationship with you. Come on. <laughs> he sees it as a win-win. Ah, that's so good. <laughs> hey, come on. That's so, so good. I, I got chills when you were saying that, what Lisa said too. Just, yeah, uh, it was really cool. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It Game is. changer. It is. So I have a question for you, a practical yeah. question, Michael. Yeah, yeah. So first off, I really appreciated that you said that the road was not paved in gold once once the Lord gave you a promise, once the father <laughs> gave you a promise, there were speed bumps and challenges along the way, right? Because yeah. oftentimes I think that we as Christians think that once we've gotten the promise, mm. that, it's, that it is just smooth sailing from there. But you sure. have the promise and the promise is there for you to stand in, right? <laughs> Especially yeah. when the challenges and the speed bumps come. come so, so my question for you is, is you got the promise. And then you had the experience with God about him being a good father for you and him resourcing your growth and your development. Yeah. Right. It was about him resourcing your growth and your development. Yeah. And he was happy to do that. Happy to do it. So happy. So happy. So when the time came for, for those challenges and those speed bumps that ultimately lead to our growth, what would you do? to position yourself before the father and, and remind yourself of the promise and of the experience with his goodness. <laughs> Great question. I love that. I wish that I could hear that from God, be so astounded, you know, which those two things are true. And then thirdly, never have to question it again, right? <laughs> that would be amazing. But uh, first two, great. Third one, man, work in process, right? Yeah. Always. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so what that looked like, I think really two things for me. The first one was proactive rejoicing and thanksgiving. Mm. So key. what that looks like for me, huh? taking in that promise from him, right? Distilling it down to something easy to remember, easy to recite. So some mornings I would wake up and I would just say, oh, father, I thank you that in this time of my life, in this journey with you, you're fully devoted and faithful to resourcing me, to preparing me. You're not worried about my mistakes and failures. You're just, you know who I'm gonna become. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and that's all of your intention and attention is on that. And what's kind of cool, it's a little bit like taking supplements, you know, by continuing that rejoicing Thanksgiving, even when I was feeling good, it helped like the supplements. I don't wanna get sick in a week, so I'm gonna stay on the supplements that I know I need to be taking right now, right? Mm -hmm. That same kind of concept. I want to stay in a place proactively of engagement and rest with the Lord and of a settledness in his promise. I don't want to do the roller coaster. I don't want to be double-minded, tossed to and fro like waves of the seas, it says in James chapter one. I want to be at rest and at peace. You know, I want to take your yoke um, upon me and learn from you. 
So that was really helpful, just rejoicing in Thanksgiving proactively, and then sometimes doing that in the midst of when I feel the pressure rising up. But I think the, uh, the second thing that helped for me was a visualization with the Lord. And, it, and it sometimes, and I, I think this is a word for some of you watching, a picture is worth a thousand words. I did say that right. Yes, yes, <laughs> question it for a sec. A picture is worth a thousand words. So sometimes I'll just take the time in prayer to imagine or allow, you know, to see in my spirit something, uh, a scene that will help instantly bring a truth and a, uh, an atmosphere back to my spirit. And in this case, I imagine myself, you know, if I was at my desk working and I got a difficult email or I felt the pressure of finances, I'd take a deep breath. And then I would imagine myself stepping back and all of a sudden the three of them, father and Jesus and Holy spirit were all around me. You know, one of them's hugging me, one his hand on my shoulder, another one's holding my head to his chest. And I'm just completely embraced and wrapped up by them. And in that place, there's complete safety. There's total security. There's a sense of peace and joy. And it's like, wow, you know, if God is for me, who can be against me? And every time I would step back into that, it would either have the stuff would dispel that I was feeling, mm -hmm. or it would just begin to gradually decrease what I was feeling until, you know, that joy and peace could rise up and the equilibrium would shift. Either way, it always had a beautiful effect and it just recentered me in the truth of my situation. And here's that truth. And I want all of us to hear this. You are never ever, 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 mm. ever alone. There's not one thing beloved that you will face on your own or have to go through. Not any mistake that you have to fix on your own. Even if you flat out fail and you know, you were, you were being a, a goofball in doing it. You still never face it alone because he's promised to never leave you or forsake you, to be with you always, even to the end of the age. And always means always, never alone. Amen. Amen. That's really that. good. Yeah. I had, Jenny, were you going to go? No, I have a please do. Anyways, yeah. Um, I love it because I think what that story is, what you're learning in that story is that the issue is not the issue. That's the right. issue is not the issue. And it's often we will find that when God wants to grow something in us, he'll always give us some sort of a promise or a word in the forefront. We get really mm. excited about that. Yeah. Right? yeah. And, then, and then something happens, something crashes. This doesn't always happen, but usually when we have to start walking in that promise or in that word, the pressure comes on right? And we start yeah. seeing this, like Graham was saying, right? The enemy's trying to engage us. And one of the first things that happens is we say to ourselves, oh my gosh, can I do this? What did you say? Do I have what it takes? Mm -hmm. Right? Do, and we, we've all been there and God knows that that's going to happen. He knows that whenever he takes us from here to there, everything in the middle is a process. That's yeah, that's we good. have to learn not to see this so that we can see this. So I love that because in that process, that's what you practice. But I also love that he said that it's a choice. You know, we yeah. can spend the rest of our life choosing this, or we can learn to say, okay, 
God, this is not the issue. You are, you are good and you are God. So love, again, we're talking about the steps because there's always yeah. steps in our process. It's always yeah. where we start and our, and our goal. But this is where mm-hmm. a lot of times we find that we get lost because we're so distracted with this. That's yeah. It's good. Yeah. That's good that you got to the other end. <laughs> we're happy about it. <laughs> so I think, I think another key thing that Graham said that I really love is, and is that the enemy wants us to engage with him first before we engage with the father. God mm. wants us to engage in our identity in Christ first. And that is a, such a beautiful takeaway, right? Because when, when something rises up inside of us, when something is blocking us from seeing the father, the enemy always wants us to engage with him first. So that's an indicator. Wow. God's going to grow me up into something really big. He's developing my identity and I get to be more Christ-like. That's you guys, that's really powerful. So powerful. Say it again. Yeah. That the enemy wants us to engage with him before engaging with the father. But God wants us to engage with our identity in Christ. And that's what we saw with David and Goliath. He had had enough encounters and had grown in his identity that he knew what he had the permission and the authority to take down. And when you know that in your identity, then all of our Goliaths, all of our situations, everything that rises up become kittens. So folks, you heard it here first. And we just are kittens. Exactly. And we (laughs) them. So when you see your old nature rising up, don't let that scare you. Don't give into it. Take a step back and say, okay, what is it that you want to grow in in my identity so I can be like you? So one of these days, this is no longer there because the father's pushed it aside and all that you see him. 